Welcome to Tales from the Mooseverse. We're glad to have you here. My name is Ian. So far we've heard stories about Montgomery the Moose and Montgomery the Mouse, who live deep in the woods of Maine. And we've also heard about Walter and Wheezy, two frogs in New York's Central Park. As well as Unpredictable Horse, who, well, we don't know much about him yet. But now, let's turn our attention to a different part of the Mooseverse to meet some new characters. As always, stay tuned after the story for a way you can join in. So here's today's Tale from the Mooseverse. Phoebe and Tamar lived in the North Cambridge neighborhood of Cambridge, Massachusetts. Not that they realized this, of course. They were only six inches tall. Well, Phoebe was six inches tall. Her younger sister, Tamar, was more like five and a half inches tall. They lived in a small borough close to a bike path with their mother, Dorothy. So they saw people like you and me every day, that they would consider us giants. They didn't know whether their people had been the size of giants like you and me and had been shrunk down, or whether the giants like you and me had once been like them and had somehow become much bigger. They only knew that, according to their mother, it had been like this as far back as any one of their kind knew. Phoebe and Tamar had friends and relatives all over the place, but they were spread out enough that, at their size, they may as well be in Timbuktu. Of course, Phoebe and Tamar had never heard of Timbuktu, nor even knew that anything at all existed that far away from them. With their language evolving separately and alongside yours and mine, Phoebe and Tamar's people had their own names for things. Curiously, though, and perhaps quite by chance, many of the names they use are the same as ours, and most of the others are surprisingly similar to our own. What we call a bird, they call a bird. What we call a cat, they call a kit, and so on. Something they loved about where they lived was all the creatures they'd see when the weather was beautiful and sunny, as it was today. They would often climb up a nearby oak tree and watch the birds, animals, and giants from up high. Tamar, who was a little braver than Phoebe, despite being the younger sister, would sometimes like to ride on a squiddle's back to get up there. Phoebe would take the slower route of climbing. Ever since accidentally stepping on the tail of a skunk last year and spending weeks trying to get rid of the smell, she was nervous around animals and generally preferred to be away from adventure of any kind. It might be scary, Tamar would point out about riding the squiddles back, but it's also way faster, and that means it's over much quicker. Uh-uh, Phoebe answered. They're skittish. One smell of nuts or a bird chirping, and they'll drop me. They don't care, and I don't want to fall from all the way up there. But it's fun, Tamar said. Sometimes she did fall, but she seemed to enjoy that too. Inexplicable, Phoebe said. Inexfunable, Tamar said, and they both giggled. But today they had decided not to climb a tree. Instead, they climbed up a chain-link fence to sit on top and watch the dugs. On the path next to their home, dugs were always on a leash and being led around by the giants. But on the other side, they could run around after small spherical things, or larger flat round things which flew through the air. It seemed to Phoebe and Tamar that basically they were interested in anything round. Oh, 
I should tell you that once, at night, Tamar had come running back into their house in a panic and shouted that she'd seen a huge round thing with lights flying slowly through the sky above them, something she had never seen before, but when she and Phoebe went running back out, it was nowhere to be found. Ever since then, Tamar imagined that an enormous dug the size of a giant's building might come running through at any minute to chase after the unidentified flying object. Tamar was at the top of the fence looking out at the dugs. In the distance, she saw a lot of younger giants kicking yet another spherical thing. What does everyone like so much about round things? She wondered out loud as Phoebe struggled to make it to the top. Phoebe panted and puffed and often stopped to close her eyes to avoid seeing how far up she was. Eventually, she made it all the way up and held on tight as she climbed over to sit on top as her younger sister encouraged her to relax. See? Tamar said, look at all this. How cool is this? Phoebe looked out and gradually let her fear subside as she saw giants and dugs running around, as well as squiddles, birds, and ribbits making their way through the grass, unnoticed by the larger creatures around them. Phoebe started to relax. She looked all around her and up into the cloudy sky, but the climb had made her woozy. She started seeing things that obviously couldn't be real, Like, standing on one of the clouds, she saw a horse, which disappeared as a huge scaly creature with enormous wings and a long tail flew through the clouds towards it. And then that disappeared into thin air too. She decided that climb must have been too much for her, and she started feeling dizzy. Just as one of those spherical things hit the fence below, followed by the most enormous dug they'd ever seen. The fence rattled and shook, and Phoebe suddenly fell far, far down, landing on the dug. The dug's fur was long and soft, at least, so the landing was soft, but still, she'd landed on a dug. And not just any dug, but the biggest she'd ever seen. And an excited one at that. Up above, Tamar was still absent-mindedly looking around and talking to no one in particular. Sometimes she thought that that no one in particular was her sister. Why do some of the giants play with those spherical things and some of them just watch? No response. Huh, that's odd, she said, looking around. I'm sure she was here a minute ago. Down below, the dug quickly picked up the closest spherical thing in its mouth and turned around, and all of a sudden, Phoebe was being propelled forward faster than she'd ever been in her entire life. She grabbed hold of the dug's long fur as tight as she could. Ah! she shouted. Up above, a slight noise piqued Tamar's ears. Huh, that sounds just like Phoebe. Funny, though. Sounds like she's moving further away from me. She looked around again. Phoebe, she said without much care. Phoebe. Down below, Phoebe was having the most action-packed few minutes of her life. The dug had stopped running in time to drop the spherical thing at a giant's foot, but for some reason the giant picked up the thing and threw it away which sent the dug shooting off at super speed again. Phoebe gripped onto the fur, but was getting bounced around and only able to stay on because she was holding on so tightly. The strangest thing happened the longer this went on, though. With each bump, Phoebe expected to land with a thud and get really hurt, but the dug's fur was so soft that she never did. In fact, each time she landed, it was like jumping into thick grass. In fact, it was quite fun. A few minutes in, the dug stopped long enough to sit down and scratch itself, and Phoebe finally had a chance to get down and go back to safety. 
The dog even looked back over itself and made eye contact with Phoebe. For a split second, Phoebe's heart jumped. But then she realized the dog was having as much fun as she was. As she started to climb down, she thought about how she'd been so nervous of dogs before today, but how this, the biggest dog she'd ever seen, had turned her fall from a pie into one of the most fun experiences she'd ever had. And so she decided to stay on. The dog stood up again and brought the spherical thing back to her giant, who threw it at the fence, this time even harder than before. The ball and then the dog went crashing into it. Phoebe's hand slipped off the dog's fur, and as she lined it on the ground, she laughed more than she could ever remember laughing before. Her sister came crashing down from up high, landing first on the dog's back before bouncing onto the ground next to Phoebe. Well, that was crazy, said Tamar to herself. Yeah, said Phoebe, thinking only about her own experience. Oh, hey, Phoebe, said Tamar. Phoebe proceeded to tell Tamar the whole story of the dug and how frightened she'd been at the beginning, but how much fun it ended up being. That was a big dug, too, Tamar responded. Biggest thing on four legs I've ever seen. Yeah, said Phoebe. I can't imagine riding on a creature bigger than that. Little did they know that sometime soon they would ride on a creature much bigger, a moose named Montgomery. When Tamar awoke in her tiny bed and her tiny home the next morning, she awoke to an unusual sound. Tamar liked to sleep in, so she'd often wake to the sound of either Phoebe or their mother clambering around making breakfast, or to the sounds of birds chirping close by, spiros or cardinals. But today, the birds were quiet, and she couldn't hear her family at all. In fact, Tamar heard nothing, just peace and quiet. She liked the quiet and decided to sleep a little longer. But after a while, her curiosity got the best of her, and she got up to find out where her sister and mother were. She got out of bed and found a note on the dining table. The note read, Gone feshing. Back soon. Fesh, generally speaking, was the only meat that Tamar, Phoebe, and their mother ate. But it wasn't always an easy meal. There were many family tales of going feshing and being pulled into the water by a fesh much bigger than themselves. Sometimes which was even scarier, they were pulled in by a turtle. Ultimately, most of the fish that ate their bait they had to let go, not because they wanted to release them, but just because there was no way they'd ever be able to pull them in. And if they did, the fish could feed them for 30 meals. They would sometimes store extra fish outside during the coldest part of winter, but during warmer weather, it wasn't worth the risk to try and catch larger fish than they could eat in a single meal. Tamar looked at the note, and was a little taken aback. Phoebe hadn't wanted to go fishing for the last few years, after being pulled into the water by a turtle, and then almost being eaten by a druck. Maybe Phoebe's newfound bravery was a good thing, but Tamar started worrying. What if she tries something silly? What if she gets pulled under again? And what if I'm not there to protect her? Tamar ran out of their home, with the note still in her hand, and ran as fast as she could through grass, around bushes, and squeezing through a few chain-link fences, and crossing a road, which was no easy task, to get to the pond. The run took her almost half an hour, and when she got close, she was scared to see both Phoebe and her mother coming up out of the water towards the far side of the pond and holding on to a lily pad. Tamar ran down the bank to jump in and swim over to them, but just as she got to the water's edge, she heard Phoebe and her mother, and they weren't screaming or upset at all. They were laughing. She dropped the note that she'd been clutching onto so tightly. Mom? Phoebe? Are you okay? 
They looked around, unaware that she had seen them, and then responded in unison, Oh, hi, Tamar! Unsure of what was happening, and whether she should dive into the water to save them, Tamar froze and instead said again, Are you okay? Ha <laughs> we're fine, Tamar, Phoebe replied. We just got pulled under, no big deal. No big deal, Tamar thought to herself. How is that no big deal? Tamar started wading into the water, sure that they needed her help. Tamar, we're fine, seriously, her mom said, starting to get a little frustrated. I mean, look, come in, we're having fun. Tamar looked at them suspiciously and cautiously made her way in. As she swam over to join them, her mom started splashing her, and Phoebe cannonballed into the water next to her, drenching her fully. Gradually, Tamar got more comfortable with seeing Phoebe stay under the water for a long time, and until a grit blue heron flew over the pond, making them all swim for cover, the family's smiles and laughter continued non-stop. It was only when they got out of the pond, close to where Tamar got in, that she realized they had already caught a fish. An ale with, longer than their height. As the three of them rigged up a stretcher of twigs to carry it home, she heard the whole story of how they caught it, how the net that they brought fit perfectly over the fish, and how it had kept swimming regardless, dragging them through the water until they were able to hook onto a tree branch, and, over the course of twenty minutes, they pulled the fish out of the water. The story sounded full of peril, and Tamar was surprised by how joyfully they both told it. After a pause, and without any prompting, Phoebe articulated what Tamar had been wondering. You know... I've always been scared of this kind of stuff, but riding on that dug was so much more fun than I thought it would be. So I suggested going fishing, and this was so much more fun than I've always thought, too. Her voice trailed off, and she had a contented smile on her face. As they worked together and picked up the fish, their mom saw the note that Tamar had dropped fluttering in the breeze. Wait, pick that up, she said with a concerned look on her face. Quickly, before it blows away. I've got it, Tamar announced. Phoebe, mom started. She saw the note closer again. Is that what you wrote the note to Tamar on? Yeah, she replied. Why? Where did you find it? Well, I couldn't find anything to write on, so I dug through that chest you have in your bedroom. She trailed off, thinking she'd done something terribly wrong. Why, what is this? Tamar asked, and flipped the paper over to see a picture of a small island sitting in a lake, which was so large it continued off the side of the paper. The island had a small X labeled on it, right next to one solitary tree. It's a treasure map? Ugh, Mom answered. I was going to tell you about this when you were both older, but I guess it's too late now. What's going on, Mom? Phoebe asked. That lake, she started hesitantly. Lake de Mariscada. It's in Maine. It's close to where your grandparents, my mom and dad, grew up. She paused, unsure of how to continue. Look, they discovered something. Like a whole new world inside the mountain they lived on. What? Phoebe and Tamar both asked. I know, it didn't make any sense, but it's there. Through tunnels in the mountain, there's a tropical island with coconuts, palm trees, sandy beaches. But there's also a a dragon. A dragon? You know what that is? Yeah, of course we know what it is, Phoebe replied. Yeah, of course we do, Tamar joined in. Two legs, wings, lays eggs, goes cluck cluck. I got pecked by one once. You are thinking of a cluckin', Mom replied gently as Phoebe rolled her eyes. Anyway, Mom and Dad were scared of the dragon, so they closed up the way through. So what's the map for? The way through to the other world? 
No, Mom said slowly. Look, I've said too much. We'll talk about this more when you're a bit older, okay? The girls tried to ask more questions on their way home with the fesh and throughout dinner, but Mom refused to talk about it anymore. Eventually, Phoebe and Tamar decided it was best to leave it and not ask anything more. That night, though, both girls had a hard time getting to sleep. They tossed and turned, but it was difficult to think about anything other than what Mom had told them. As Tamar finally started drifting off to sleep, she was woken up with a start by Phoebe whispering in her ear. Tamar, her sister said excitedly, you know what we're gonna do? Tamar knew exactly what was coming next, but was hoping that if she ignored it, she might be able to sleep instead and forget the whole thing until the morning. No such luck, though, as her sister held up the map with a huge mischievous grin on her face. In the morning, we're gonna go find the magical land. Thanks for listening to Tales from the Mooseverse. So now it's your chance to share a story. What other adventures do you think Phoebe, Tamar, and their mom, Dorothy, have had? How do you think their paths might cross with some of the other creatures we've met so far? And did Phoebe really see a horse and an enormous scaly creature up in the sky? Let us know what you think. We've had some great stories sent in so far, including a story called Scary Shadows, Helpful New Friends by Brad, who's nine, from North Carolina. It takes place right after our third episode when Montgomery the Moose drove an excavator into the lake. Here's a sample. Nice to meet you two, said the squirrel. Straightening themselves up, Montgomery the Moose said, I'm Montgomery, and he is Montgomery. Hi, I'm Mike, said the squirrel. Wait, what? How do you both have the same name, said Mike. Hope you can tell us apart, said Montgomery the Mouse. You can read Brad's full story on mooseaverse.com. And if you want, you can send in your own story. You can write it or even record it and send it to us at hello at mooseaverse.com. We might even play a clip of your story here on the podcast. Who knows? Maybe your ideas might come to life in the Mooseaverse. Thanks for listening. See you next time.